This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money in a bank and won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Matrana, and today we're here with Adam Karachi of Pest End Inc. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So let's jump into this. What is it that you do? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so my family started Pest End Exterminators or Pest End Inc. Um, it was in 1977. All right. Uh, so we've been in business for a little while. Yeah. We're a full-service pest control company, so we take mm-hmm. care of everything from ants, bees, uh, or wasp yellow jackets, squirrels, uh, any type of wildlife, bed bugs, and the big thing coming up right now is taking mosquito. Yeah. Um, so we kind of take care of anything that you have a problem with while keeping you know, your family and pets and everything in mind to make sure everyone's safe on that aspect as well. Yeah. So I think everyone generally knows kind of exterminators, type, that type of stuff. So tell us a little bit about your company because you said you've been in business since 73? 77. 77. Um, so it's pretty good. Pretty good uh, length of time there. Yeah, so actually in 1977, a, a gentleman by the name of mm-hmm. David Hazelwood started Pest End Exterminating. And in 1986, my dad was actually in real estate. Okay. And the owner of Pest End called him to sell his house. Mm-hmm. And they got started talking, and he also said he wanted to sell his business. Mm, nice. And my dad was 21 at the point, had no idea about pest control, had no experience at all, and said, I'll buy it. And at that point, I think it was three employees, um, Fast forward a little bit to today, we have 45 full-time employees. Oh, wow. uh, we service most of New England um, at this point, and now I'm second generation. So my parents are still involved, but I'm the CEO at the company. Nice. Um, and you know, we have my sister's also involved, my wife's involved, and then obviously we have other people that aren't family. But uh, yeah. we try and run it as a, a tight-knit family business, which I think is a little bit different than some of the other pest control companies out there. Yeah. Um, you know, we you call and you can talk to an owner. You're not yeah. getting some national company, which sometimes can be a little difficult. Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting dynamic. Because how is it working with family? Because it, it depends. A lot of companies, it's good. Some, it's can be tricky. <laughs> it has its moments. Uh, it has its ups and downs. Yeah. You know, we, I always joke and say every family dinner is a family meeting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you kind of live it 24-7, which, again, is okay for me because I really enjoy what I'm doing. But especially where my wife is also in the business, yeah, we wake up and you know we're talking about it. There's been times where stuff's going on, and I'll wake up at three in the morning to my wife sitting on her phone because there's some type of an emergency, and you know, so it adds that whole another dynamic into it. Yeah. On the benefit, you know, I get to spend a lot of time with my wife, which yeah. I really like. Um, the same thing, I see my family probably a lot more than most people do. Um, and again, that has its ups and downs, but I think for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah, so, so awesome. I like it. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about pest control a little bit here, because you mentioned a lot of the stuff you typically see. New England is an odd dynamic because it's an old place. It's not like brand new construction. You're not in the middle of the city. What's it like working pest control out here, which is essentially the starting of the country? So a lot of times, similar to what you said, you'll you'll deal with these really old houses. So yeah. you'll have powder post beetles, um, which actually are in the wood already mm-hmm. and they end up emerging so if you go into a basement and you see your your sills you'll see these little oval shaped holes that's part of post beetles emerging from there 
they can destroy the, the wood itself so it can be treated and made sure it's okay but you're not really dealing with those in a lot of other places because of how wood is treated now during new construction yeah um so that that does make a difference and then the same thing when you get closer to the city down into boston those buildings are very old um when you're dealing with either rodents or even roaches there's all crawl spaces underneath them which are pretty much impossible to get to um they're not in great conditions these buildings because they're hundreds of years old and so you you have that side too there's just a lot of entry points where whether it's a rat or something can make its way back in um so there's a lot of difficulty in that side um and you know unfortunately sometimes businesses get a a bad name because something is seen and really they can try as hard as they they want to and hire us or another company and do what they're supposed to it's just really hard to eliminate those problems in those type of settings. Yeah. So you hear it all the time, especially around here. Um, a lot of the like Chinese restaurants have issues with this type of stuff. I think it's a lot of restaurants in general just have issues with cleanliness and with insects and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I hear it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's cleanliness is a huge issue. Yeah. Um, and it's straight across the board. You know, we see things that most people don't. Yeah. And if you knew the conditions of a lot of places, you'd be surprised. Our immune systems are really good, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but, you know, what you might think is unacceptable, a lot of times it's just the norm. Um, and that's not to say anything bad about any restaurants. It's just it's hard. You're, you're cooking so much food at such a high volume that you got to get through it. So it's one of the things we work with them, too, on. All right, let's try and get this part cleaner. Let's scrub this area. So pest control is not just killing the bugs anymore it's mm-hmm. going in and trying to make places cleanly uh, or bringing up the cleanliness of, a, of an area so there's other factors into it there's a whole health aspect in the pest control side that we deal with now as well yeah which was different from 20 years ago 20 years ago you walked in you just sprayed baseboards at mm-hmm. every place no matter what they had or didn't have you just went in and sprayed <laughs> you don't do that anymore they don't want you putting chemicals out and all yeah. that stuff which is understandable so a lot of it's inspecting, being proactive, making sure that everything's where it should be, which should eliminate a lot of the pests right off the bat. Yeah, because I, I had a mechanic on the show years ago, and we kind of got into a very similar field to what we're talking about right now. Um, not pest control, but when people think about mechanics, they think, you know, it's just some dude, unintelligent, turning wrenches, but cars have become so computerized and you actually have to be fairly intelligent with a lot of really interesting equipment to be able to work with it so it kind of sounds like we're kind of in that realm where it's not like it was like you said you can't just walk in and oh i'm just gonna douse this place in you know chemicals and kill everything um there's much more to it you have to be you have much have a, a wider grasp of pest control to be able to do that type of stuff so i'm kind of what I gathered from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And especially, you know, where you're in multiple <clears throat> states, you have to have a license um, yeah. in each state. And in some states, you have it for each specific category. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of figuring out, you know, everyone just says, oh, it's a roach. Well, there's 10 different types. Mm-hmm. And they all react differently and need to be treated differently. And the same thing with ants. And when you get into rodents or wildlife, they're very smart. Yeah. It's not as simple as just putting a trap down and, oh, we're going to catch it and everyone's good. If it was that easy, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's other factors that you look into it. And then, like I said, when you get into the whole health aspect of it, or there's certain communities now where there's no pesticide allowed to be used at all. So now that's a whole other issue of, okay, well, you have a problem. How can we get rid of it? Yeah. Um, because it's an eco-friendly product, which is great, but they usually don't have the residual or the effects that your synthetic product will. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's all using it within reason. Um, we have a lot of people that are very concerned about the products, but you can open up under your sink and everyone has pesticides under there, you know, whether it's bleach or even hairspray. Yeah. It's just how it's used and, and using it the right way. So there's a lot of training that goes into making sure our products are mixed properly and applied properly, not over-applied. So it is. It's it's a lot of training, and every year we have a certain amount of credits that we have to keep up with mm-hmm. so we don't lose our license. Um, so, you know, they're, they're very... The EPA watches us very closely, state level watches very, very closely to make sure nothing happens. And, you know, for the most part, you never really hear any stories about people getting sick from a pest control company treating or things like that. So I think we do a a pretty good job as an industry to make sure that everything's the way it should be. Good. Pretty cool. So let's jump into, again, back into the pest thing. So you mentioned uh, the beetles earlier. What's the most common thing you typically run into around here? So the it depends on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so right when the spring hits, uh, which past few years have been a little bit later than typically, but let's say around May, you're going to get a couple of things that will hit right away. Uh, ants, a lot of people see the ants, so whether it's carpenter ants or the small pavement ants, you'll get those in the house and termite swarming. Um, so if you ever walk around your house and you see what looks like a cloud of hundreds of bugs flying, you have a termite swarm. They look very similar to ants, but they're completely different in terms of how they treat are treated and the uh, damage that they can cause. Yeah. So those are the two biggest things, you know, right in the spring. Then again, as you move more into it and kids start getting out of school and pools open, people are concerned about ticks and mosquitoes. They're, you know, with whether it's West Nile or Lyme disease, that's become a very big thing. Yeah. So that's something that we also make sure that we treat with. And then I would say the other two things, especially around here, bed bugs. Bed bugs are huge for everyone. Um, so I think the education has really helped. It's not as bad as it was 10 years ago because people just know about it more. Yeah. They know what to look for, which is good. Um, but that's something that you got to be very, very careful about because they don't care how much money you make, what color your skin is. It doesn't matter. If you go away and you go somewhere that has bed bugs, they're going to latch on and you're going to bring them home. So I've told people I've been in, you know, whether it's Section 8 housing or $3 million homes, they both can get them. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing with bed bugs. And then lastly, in our area specifically, a lot of people have chickens. Chicken coops attract rats. Yeah. Rats have become a very, very big problem in the past two years. There's places where we've pulled 50, 60 rats out of someone's hmm. house. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an intriguing job for us, yeah. but it's definitely an issue for the people dealing with it. Uh, we had a house a couple of years ago that we pulled, I think it was 67 rats out of, um, and it was a very elderly couple, and they had yeah. some other issues, but they were feeding the rats as oh, their pets. Oh, wow, that's awful. So they would literally have the rat come up, stand on its back legs, and the, the woman would hand it a cracker, and it would run away. And it got to the point where the health department got involved. I mean, there was droppings everywhere. It was it was not a good scene. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's an extreme case. But a lot of people are seeing it around the chicken coops or if they have goats and ducks. They, they love those type of areas. It's very easy for them. So that's been a, a big thing that's happened as well. Okay. Yeah, this is funny because um, I don't live in the city, but I live in Gosson, pretty close by. Yeah. And I never run into any of these issues. So it's kind of amusing when I hear it because I'm like, wow, really? It's, it's pretty cool. I guess we're just cleaner than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, just kind of keeping track of, of your own stuff. You know, a lot of times, even with the chicken coops, clean up the you know the food as much as you can. I know it's not easy, yeah. but keep a, a clean area and watch for it. If you see a burrow or a hole in the ground, don't just ignore it. 
because it's a lot easier to eliminate the problem when it's one or two as opposed to 20. Yeah. All right, cool. So on the flip side of that, what's the more rare things that you might see but probably won't that are just interesting? <laughs> um, so, you know, it, fleas, we, we deal with fleas, okay. but that's a small window. Uh, you know, that's something that people get, and a lot of times that gets confused with bed bugs. Um, so, you know, if you're getting bites and it's just from the knees down, they're most likely fleas. Uh, and that's uh, something with pets. Typically, y- you'll have them there. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, there is well over 10,000 pests in this area. So we always get those. We call them occasional invaders, different types of random beetles that come in or, you know, stink bugs. That's a, another big thing. Yeah. Ladybugs, you don't really do anything about them. They're kind of a pain, but there's not much of a treatment that can be done for them. Um, so you'll see those come in. But, you know, we, we pretty much have our, you know, eight to ten main pests that we're dealing with and then again on the wildlife side now you're getting animals actually into the house yeah um so you know whether it's a squirrel or bats that get into the house those are things that you know you gotta be mindful of and and on our side someone just calls and says i hear a noise in the attic well now we're gonna play detective and figure out what it is is and why they're making that noise and and then you know we have our questions that we ask that we can usually figure it out yeah ever get a coyote in the house not in the house, uh, but I will tell you we've had some places where we've had to do some work with coyotes because it's been at commercial accounts and the coyotes have started going aggressively towards the people. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, the workers don't feel comfortable and, and that leads into a whole other aspect too because they can be pretty big and it does not make people feel comfortable yeah. when they have them growling at them getting out of their car. Yeah, that's funny. I hunt coyotes exclusively and oh. when you start talking about chicken coops, I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bring chickens mice or rats i'm like yeah here they come yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's funny um <clears throat> so as far as running your company because you mentioned you had like 40 something employees the sp- by the beginning of the spring we'll have 40 full-time 45 full-time employees oh very cool yeah i think you mentioned that online the other day that you were you were just hired a few more that's pretty yep. good what's it like running a company like that because most businesses that come on the show are either solo or they might have one or two people, but to, when I get companies that are much bigger, it's good to get that view because a lot of people want to get to that point. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I joke sometimes that I'm a glorified babysitter <laughs> uh, because you just have a lot of people that you're watching, making sure they're doing what they're supposed yeah. to. About five years ago, we only had 30 employees, um, so we've added... 15 maybe a couple more than that over the past five years um so we've had to restructure even the way we've done things just to make sure everyone's where they should be and doing what they should be for me we have 45 employees but i also have 45 families that's how i look at it you know so I, i like to make sure not only are my employees taken care of but that their families are where they need to be um we stress that a lot too where we have guys that have come from certain places and they were working 60 70 hours a week that's okay but did you ever see your wife or your kids? No. You know, and, and I put it that way because all of our on-road techs right now are all guys. Um, there's not a lot of women that want to go out and kill bugs. We've tried, but there's just not a lot of them that want to do it. Um, so, you know, it's it's always something new. I like the adventure. I like thinking of it. Um, I started out killing the bugs, and now I don't do that that often. Yeah. Um, I just get called in on the bigger jobs, which is fun. But now it's just a whole different dynamic of making sure everyone's taken care of, we have the right amount of people hired, the insurances, the taxes, all of that stuff that, that play into it as well. Um, and most of my training, even on that side, came from just living in it. You yeah. know, I, I grew up in this business and 
saw it grow and saw it change into what it is today and you, you slowly just pick up and add things and you know I kind of look at it as an onion there's just different layers to it um, and, and that's something that I've worked hard on and I also believe I'm never the smartest person in the room people who have that mindset that you know they know everything to me they're just destined to fail you know you, you got to understand that you're always going to grow and always going to change um, I'm very lucky that within my company I have multiple people that have been in this industry for over 20 years and they've come from different companies and different areas so there's a lot of people that I can rely on to help me do that yeah and and that's a, a, a cool thing on my side where I don't have to sit there and wait or, or figure it out on my own I have people whether it's my dad or some of our managers that I can go to and say hey what do you think about this and just that spitballing thing helps usually you come up with the best resolution for that um, and then I just think the most difficult thing is hiring finding the right people um, yeah. the job market's very tough right now because unemployment's so low yeah um, so you're either trying to find someone who already has a job and a lot of times that means you gotta pay them more because you're trying to pull them out from where they already are or you're trying to find someone we do a lot where we'll hire someone either out of high school or right out of college who has zero experience at all and train them up and, and work them that way um, we've had a lot of good success doing it that way. It, yeah. It's made it easier, and we can train them the way we want it. Because as much as pest control is the same, each company is a little different. Yeah. So, you know, instead of having to train them out of the habits they have from another place, we can just start clean and, and bring them in our way. Yeah, pretty cool. So for people that want to learn more about you and your company, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so we have a website, pestending.com. They can definitely go there. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, so they can find us on either of those areas we're open from as of right now eight to five starting march 1st we'll be open seven to six um monday through friday and then we're open every saturday from 8 30 to 12 if they have questions we're always there um, they can call and ask us we have people mail us bugs to say what is this in today's world it's a little bit easier to say take a picture and send it to yeah. us but they still will get squished bugs in the mail asking if they can get back to us so we have those things <laughs> that's awesome we also have an office on Plastown, new hampshire and one in methuen massachusetts stop by we have a, a store there where you can buy general use stuff um or again if you have a pest that you're not sure of or questions you're more than welcome to come in and, and ask us anything that you need cool awesome well thanks for joining me today this has been pretty cool yeah no problem i appreciate it really? Thank you guys so much for reaching out. Don't mail them bugs. That's weird. <laughs> but if you need help with pest control, definitely reach out, and I'll talk to you next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.